Podcast PD is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators. Podcasts by educators. For more, go to edupodcastnetwork.com. This episode of Podcast PD is brought to you by the Education Calendar. The EDU Calendar is a crowdsourced, searchable map and calendar of education events around the world. Their goal is to help share great learning opportunities for all educators so we can grow together. For more information and to find out where you can learn next, visit theeducationcalendar.com. Welcome to Podcast PD, the podcast. This is the podcast for K-12 educators who want anytime, anywhere, professional development. We are going to dive deep into the education topics that you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day, but you'll have a lot more fun with AJ Bianco, Stacey Lindas, and me, Chris Nessie. Welcome back inside this episode of Podcast PD. On this episode, Stacy, AJ, and I are going to be discussing five things you can do for summer PD. This is part three of our end of the school year series. In episode eight, we explored our learning during the 2016-2017 school year. And in episode nine, we looked ahead to 2017-2018. In this episode, we turn the conversation to what we're going to be doing this summer and what you can consider doing this summer, and how we can do some of it together. But first, let's welcome in my awesome co-hosts, Stacy Lindis and AJ Bianco. Stacy, how are you? I'm doing well, Chris. How are you? I'm doing good. It's a little hot here in central Jersey. <laughs> How's by you? It was very hot today. The air conditioning was blowing pretty hard, though, at school, so I wore a jacket for most of the day. <laughs> Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> I hate air conditioning. I hate paying for it, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> AJ, how are you, Mr. Bianco? What is going on, Chris and Stacy? This weather has been wonderful, delightful, hot, but the sun is shining. The school year is coming to a close, and we are looking forward to a summer of both learning and fun. Learning and leisure. That's going to be great. It's a good word. I like that one. Leisure, if you're really feeling it. <laughs> nah, leisure. All right. So what do you say we dive right into these? Let us. All right. So let, let's, uh, let's preview it real quick. So the five things that we're going to do that you can also do for Summer PD, number one is reflect. Number two, attend a conference. Number three, grow by reading. Number four, listen to podcasts. And number five, attack personal growth. So we're going to start, of course, with number one, which is to reflect. And AJ, you came up with this when we generated these five topics. So why don't you start off the conversation? So reflection for me is first and foremost, the most important thing for my summer. Uh, I, I like to sit back and kind of look at the year, figure out the things that I really enjoyed, things that my students enjoyed, and kind of make a plan of attack going forward. At the end of every year, I, I throw together a little survey uh, with my students, but the things they liked, the things they didn't like, 
and what they want to see differently for next year. Uh, I think one of the things I'm most excited about for next year is that I'm looping with my seventh, with half of the seventh grade. So I had half the grade, another socialized teacher had the other half, and I'll be getting my half back next year. So I'm really excited to see kind of what they enjoyed this school year and what they're looking forward to uh, as eighth graders in my class next year. And I know I have some big things planned as I talked about with uh, personalized learning and flipping the classroom a little bit more, flexible seating and those things. So my mind, since we only have about eight days of school left here, is already shifted to uh, reflecting on what went well for me and what I can't wait for for next year. So I think reflection is a big part in what you guys should be doing, the listeners out there. You should be reflecting. And if reflecting for you is just opening your notebook and jotting down ideas or creating a blog post if something strikes you or even putting it on video for yourself as to the things that you liked, uh, I think you get a lot out of yourself and kind of focus your attention on what you want to do better. I don't know if better is the right word or differently for the upcoming school year. What do you guys do for reflection? It's funny that you say write things down and and open a notebook because I tend to, as you guys know, take a lot of paper notes. And um, I think I filled three, no, two composition notebooks and one smaller A5 size notebook. And um, I have a lot to go through and kind of digest and work through. And like you said, kind of make some of those plans for next year. Um, see what worked really, really well. Where I can um, incorporate the work that I want to do with my staff and who might be ready for the work um, that I really want to bring forward. So a lot of that is just going to be reflection. And you know, just looking back at the conferences I've been to, kind of reflecting on some of the learning that I did through that and di digesting and parsing out some of the bigger pieces that I can, you know, really turn key and share. How about you, Chris? I'm right with both of you on the whole idea of reflecting. Reflection is purely mental. I, I will take time throughout the summer to just kind of think back and remember the positive experiences, which actually takes more work for me than remembering what I didn't think went well, because those are the things that they stick with me until I can improve upon them. So there are things basically that eat at me. One of the things that I'm looking to do a better job of next year, not not to get back into looking ahead, uh, is is to create more of a rapport and build a stronger connection uh, with the high school students that I work with. And, and I actually get to tackle it from two different points of view, you know, as the high school teacher and then what I do, you know, at Rutgers. And I'm looking forward to, in that role, continuing to find new ways to build that positive rapport with the, even the college level kids. Reflection, again, for me is it, it's a mental thing. Maybe I could try writing things down, but that's never really been my style. Maybe I could record audio notes to myself like a personal podcast. <laughs> um, but, but that's what it is for me. You can try sketch noting, Chris. You know what I've actually started doing? And I don't want to get off track. When I write my objective on the board, I usually accompany each 
learning objective for the day with a little sketch. And I have like this basic stick figure that I always kind of go to. So I have this little man that is doing the little things that I'm saying we're going to do that day. So for example, tomorrow uh, I'm giving a test and I have the little stick man at a desk at a laptop taking the test. That's awesome. Can you make him a beam person for me, please? I told my first graders they weren't allowed to draw stick people. I now challenge you to up your your person game. Wait, that's like a little egg with arms and legs sticking off of it like sprouts. Like a bean. Like a bean. There you go. <laughs> it's not just a clever name. <laughs> I, I will do that and I will tweet it out the next one that I do. Like all the people that I draw in my sketch notes. Yes. Bean people. Perfect. Yay. That brings us to our number two thing that you can do for summer PD. And number two on our list is to attend a conference. Now, before we started recording, AJ and I flipped a coin. So for this particular segment, I am going to share AJ's conference schedule. And then AJ is going to share my conference schedule. So right now, this is Chris playing the part of AJ Bianco. Hi, it's AJ. So this summer, I'm going to be attending the South Brunswick Technology and Learning Conference in June, the EdCamp Leader North Jersey Conference, Unconference, in June, and I'll also be attending Teach Meet NJ in August. Hi-yo, it's AJ. AJ, where, uh, sorry, Chris, where are you going to be? So it's amazing how much AJ sounds like a tonight as we record this podcast, but I guess as Chris... I'll be going to the South Brunswick Tech and Learning Conference as well, the EdCamp Leader in North Jersey Unconference, and then Teach Meet New Jersey. It's going to be a great time. Stacy, where are you? Wait, hold on. When did I start to sound like Ray Romano? I, I don't understand. Deborah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> or did okay, Ray Romano are... make love to Kermit the Frog? You can't say that on a podcast. <laughs> So I will also be joining you at the South Brunswick Tech and Learning um, Conference in June. There I'll be sharing sketchnoting. I used to work in South Brunswick and I know that they take their professional development very seriously. So I'm very excited for that conference. I've never been able to attend. The first year that they held it was uh, an, a conflict with ISTE. And then last year we, we hopped on a plane to um, Disney. So I missed it both years in a row. So super excited that I finally get to attend this year. And then I will also be joining you at EdCamp Leader North Jersey, which I'm super excited about. That's the third year in the row. Is that right, AJ? That is correct. For August, I can't join you at Teach Me. And I am going to have to actually back out of attending EdCamp Jersey Shore, which is in August, um, because I have some district PD that I'm responsible for delivering. And I'll be working with um, admin during the admin retreat. We have our summer PD sessions for our newly rising one-to-one teachers. So that's six days of one-to-one training for, for our new ninth and I believe maybe 10th grade teachers, but definitely ninth grade teachers. So that's my August. Lots of training. Nice. That, that's a good time to do training and get ready for the new school year. And for for you who is listening, you're obviously probably going to be attending some conferences and some educational events this summer as well. And we would love to be a part of it. Maybe you could take us with you in episodes you haven't listened to, uh, send us pictures and tag us on Instagram. And we would love to 
learn with you. And, and, you know, we can keep that conversation going throughout the summer. So I, I look forward to the summer. Yeah. Send me a picture of your uh, sketch notes. Sketch note your sessions. Mm-hmm. All right. Number three, AJ, that is all you. Number three is our grow by reading. And as promised, I have my 10 books and 10 weeks challenge that'll be started. June 26 is the date that I'm giving myself. It is the first full week that I'll be off of school. My book list is finalized. It is laminated. It's so shiny, AJ. It is. You laminated it? Can we stop? You laminated it? No, it's from a friend's episode when Ross laminated the, the, <laughs> the list when he was. So as promised, my 10 books in 10 weeks challenge list is ready to go. And we are going to share this list with you right now. Uh, the list is in no order really whatsoever, besides the first one that I'm going to start on the 26th. And the first one is Drive by Daniel Pink. And this book has been sitting on my night table for many months. And I wanted to get around to this book since the beginning, but everything kind of just piled on and piled on. I read different things and I was doing a lot of late night blog reading instead of this book. And I will now finally break into this book. And I'm very excited to start 10 books and 10 week challenge with drive. Stacey, why don't you share my next book? So another one of your books that's listed on this lovely list of 10 fascinating reads is play like a pirate by Quinn Rollins. And I have to tell you, I know I've heard of it, I know nothing about this book. So tell us why it's on your list. So this book is on my list simply because I'm very, I'm very much intrigued how to bring the gaming idea into my classroom and bringing the idea of playing to the classroom, especially in a social studies classroom is a little bit unheard of for a middle school. And that's why this book kind of grabbed my attention. I really want to try something new with my students. And I think bringing in, whether it's games or Legos or comics or anything along those lines is going to be different and exciting for my kids. So it's more game-based learning and not gamification. Right. This one is simply about allowing play and, and open play and different types of activities that will engage kids differently. So as long as we're talking about this book, why don't we just share the next one, which is uh, from Dr. Matthew Farber. Uh, his book, Gamify Your Class. So AJ, from what you know already, how does this book differ and why is it on the list? So I have seen uh, Dr. Farber at a lot of different conferences. Uh, I've heard him speak uh, at ESET last year. I heard him speak at NGEMLY, and I was really intrigued by the things that he had to offer. As I mentioned prior episodes, the idea of, of coding and bringing those kind of games to the classroom really excited me. So when I heard him speak and he promoted his book a little bit towards the end, I was instantly ready to grab a copy of it. This book is really centered around a little bit more of the traditional gamification classroom that we hear about a lot lately through a lot of other people we follow on social media. So I'm checking out his um, website and he, he has like some really cool stuff on here from a lot of cool stuff, things that I know, like breakout EDU and Kahoot Mm -hmm. and brain pop to things that I've never heard of. Like, um, think fun and brain quake and filament games and classcraft. I've heard a lot about that. That's more gamification. Is that right? I don't know much about it. I have kind of looked into it. 
but Classcraft to me seems like a little bit of a role-playing game for our students where they can gain points and level up and do those kind of things. I have to look more into that one because, again, that's not really my specialty. Uh, again, you just mentioned his website. He has tons of stuff, tons of ideas. He has tons of posts that explain the different games that he has. He talks about iCivics. He talks about Kahoot. Um, he's also a social studies teacher. So I was, like I said, instantly gravitating towards everything he was offering. Yeah. And I also, I'm reading this real quick and just a cursory glance. I see Steve Isaac's name on here and, you know, I know him to be New Jersey's, like when I think of game-based learning, I think of Steve immediately, right? Like he's just, he just hasn't written a book yet. And I think these two guys go hand in hand, to be honest with you, Dr. Farmer. No, I mean, he wrote that. He wrote wrote that included our best practice recommendations from star game-based learning teachers, including Steve Isaacs. Like that's Mm -hmm. the first name he wrote. Right. So- that's awesome. Yeah, very, very excited to get started on that one. Cool. I can't wait to watch your vlog on some of these. And then if you're really crafty and creative, you can do sketch notes too. Yeah. Now you just throw it's summer. You've power. got plenty of time, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, these next books definitely go uh, hand in hand uh, and continues that pirate theme from the, the great Burgess Publishing Company. So the next pirate-like book from Paul Solars is learn like a pirate. So AJ, why, why do you look forward to this text? So this is one that I, I've, again, I've heard about for a long time and, you know, I started looking into it and this idea of personalized learning and student centered classroom uh, really grabbed me. And I kind of had a mention to Paul Solars on Twitter and he got right back to me and I told him, this is my focus for the year. He said, my ideas sounds similar to the things he did in his classroom and that the book would totally fit what I was looking to do. So I took his word and I put it on the list and I'm very excited to get this one going to bring my student center classroom to life next year. Now that's exciting. I, and I threw that book at you because I started reading it. I don't know if it was the last summer. I think it was last summer and I'll be honest with you. I never finished it. I got distracted by other uh, professional reading. That's something I'm going to come back to because that is one of the goals that my team and I all have for kind of raising the level of instruction in our district. And, you know, especially when it comes to technology, making it student centered and not so much focused on the tech, but on the content as far as like what the teacher's role is in facilitating lessons that way. Um, so I'll be joining with that and I will be sketch noting no vlogs for me. Well, I'll, I'll be glad to have you along for the ride with this one. That'll be, that'll be good. All right, so we'll have to coordinate our week of reading for that. Sounds good to me. I like it. Sounds good. All right, so your next book that you have listed is Hacking PBL by Ross Cooper and Aaron Murphy. And I'm fortunate enough to know both of these fine educators um, personally, have met both of them at conferences. And I know a little bit about their book just through conversations with them and they actually appeared on a podcast that I listened to. Why did you select the book? Uh, Probably that exact same reasons you just said. Uh, I know them very well. I have been following their posts. I've been following Ross's blog. I've been talking to them in different comments that I've seen, seen them at and also uh, been listening to them on several different podcasts. And I'm just very excited to figure out how the project-based learning system or idea or methodology, however you want to look at it, uh, would work in my classroom. So I figured that this book would be uh, an excellent start, if anything, to new projects and project-based learning into my classroom. 
I think that's a solid reason. So the next book on your list is How to Personalize Learning, and this is by Barbara Bray and Kathleen McClaskey. AJ, why have you chosen this text? I threw this one on the list because I recently saw a post about the best books to read for education. It went through a couple of books that I was interested in, but this one stuck out because, as I had mentioned, personalized learning and student choice, the, the idea of setting up my classroom a little differently really stood out to me as my focus for next year. And I wanted to see some ideas of how to bring about uh, personalized learning in the classroom. And since this was the recommendation of the best book in this area, I figured why not give it a shot. Stacy, what's his next book? Um, his next book is Lead Like a Pirate, which was written by Shelley Burgess and Beth Huff, which I'm really excited for you to read, AJ, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it. I also know Beth. She is amazing. Shelley and Dave Burgess are, you know, those publishing geniuses who do everything like a pirate. So I think Lead Like a Pirate is going to be right up that similar alley there or maybe on the same pirate ship. Why'd you pick it, AJ? Uh, I picked this one for two reasons. First of all, I was listening to them on a podcast. The stories they were telling and the ideas they were sharing, I thought were phenomenal. Just listening to how they talk about what they did for their schools and how they improved the climate and culture in the school in certain ways and with certain ideas really grabbed me. And I was like, okay, I have to check this out. So I put this on the, on the list. I put a question on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. The question was simply, how do you know you're ready to move on to administration? And Beth saw it and she tweeted at me that there was a specific chapter in this book dedicated to that idea. And while I've been struggling with that idea of the classroom versus administration, I want to see what they had to say about it. Even if I only get one thing out for that one chapter, I'm excited to read this book. That sounds awesome. AJ, I think another book that you're going to be excited about is this next one, which is from Seth Godin. So we're going a little outside the majority of the book. Basically, the books on this list are all by educators uh, and really fall into education other than you know Drive by Dan Pink. This book is Seth Godin's text called Tribes. Now, I know that I recommended this to you, but why did you accept my recommendation? I have been reading Seth Godin's blog for some time, and I appreciate the things that he put out there. And I know he has he has some fantastic books out there, and I was always looking at them, and this one kind of stood out to me, just the idea behind it. And I will put more into that when we, we start doing the video, the, the vlog. Um, but when Chris, you said go for tribes, and this was on my list as one of the books I wanted to read, uh, it was between this one and the dip. And this is the one that, I, that stood out. And then, then I'm, I'm just going with you. You said, go for it. And I, and I, I trust you. You've been pushed. I, I think this will really add to your value as an educator. I'm looking forward to that. One. I really am. Yeah. And Seth Godin is an amazing author. So. Um, the last book I'm going to share on your behalf, AJ, is The Energy Bus by John Gordon. I know absolutely zip zilch zero about this book, but it's on your list. So I imagine it's there for a good reason. Uh, a lot of the books by John Gordon uh, have caught my eye. I've kind of been following him a little bit here and there on social media and just recently watched some of his Facebook live posts. And he was kind of 
just answering questions from people and um, his ideas and his, his words really struck me. So I started looking a little bit deeper into his, his books and the energy bus stuck out, uh, stood out to me just because of some other posts I've seen from people on Twitter. Um, and the complete title of this is the energy bus, 10 rules to fuel your life work and team with positive energy. And, and as we talk about the summer and, and using it as a rebuilding of ourselves, I figured some positive energy would be a real positive to have going into the start of the 17, 18 school year. And AJ, what is book number 10 on your list? So book number 10 is something that stood out to me a while ago that somebody recommended. And I was a little, at first I wasn't sure if this is a real book, but it's a real <laughs> book. And I think this is something that I absolutely need for myself because there's a lot of self-doubt going on inside of me. And the last book is by Jen Cicero, and it's called You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. And when you put those words together for me, then I'm going to read that book. I'm very much looking forward to reading and just continuously saying that I'm a badass. And I can say that because I read the book. Awesome. I'm looking forward to, uh, to hearing about that as well. I love it. I am so reading that one with you, too. Very cool. Well, we will set it up, and once the uh, once the schedule is set up a little bit better, I have the blog post going and the weekly vlogs at the beginning of the week. And it's going to be great. So, at the end of the week. so basically, it's going to work where people can go to your site ajbianco.me. They can obviously see the post, see the vlog post you're going to put up. Have you finalized the hashtag that you're going to be using? The hashtag, which we'll put in the show notes, will be hashtag ten. BKS 10 WKS 10 books, 10 weeks. And that as a, now that I have been refreshed, that is 10, the number 10, 10, one zero. So yes. <laughs> and there will be a link to all of these texts in the show notes. So if you want to do this along with AJ and for Stacy with some of them, you know, if you've got a copy of the book and you've read it already, or if, 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 if it's been collecting dust, dust it off and, Join AJ on his journey. And as he reads, you know, be sure to comment on his blog post, send us tweets, send us emails. Uh, and we look forward to including your feedback and your learning in a future episode of Podcast PD. Any last thoughts on the books, AJ? Yeah. If anybody has read these books, if, if, uh, if I'm off on anything or if it's not the way I should go, or if you just have something else to kind of supplement the reading, I would love your opinions. I'd love your thoughts. Uh, you can get me on Twitter, Facebook, or leave us some feedback, and I, I would love to uh, to talk to you about it. And I know AJ, when we when we teased this a couple of weeks ago or a couple of episodes ago, you were still building your list. You had a couple that were definitely there, and then you've been adding them. And you know, I know we said early on that listeners could join us, and it didn't necessarily have to be the same ten books. Is that right? Well, of course not. If, if if you have a book challenge that you're putting together for yourself for summer reading, uh, we would love to hear. I would love to hear what you've got reading. I know I'm part of a variety of different Facebook groups where they are doing different books. And, you know, these are just the books for me that I thought would be great and I had access to pretty easily. Um, there are so many more out there that maybe I'll figure out something throughout the school year where I can do, you know, a couple books a month or whatever. You could do 10 books in 10 months. That seems too easy after 10 books in 10 weeks. Yeah, but 
if you add your teaching load and grading and faculty meetings and coaching and all the other things that teachers do throughout the school day and the school year, 10 books in 10 months sounds just about right. Okay. You know what? We'll put that to the side for right now and we'll start building that list as we come to bigger projects come the school year. That's not Maybe it could be a podcast PD sponsored reading <laughs> challenge. In a world where podcasts hey, are everything. Speaking of podcasts <laughs> and books. Speaking of podcasts, yes. uh, number Go. four on our list, of course, we wouldn't be doing our job here on this particular one if we didn't actually dedicate a segment to listening to podcasts. Now, my contribution to this area is I recently published a blog post, which go figure, which is out of the norm for me, has actually picked up a little bit of traction on the social media, and it is titled 15 Must Listen Education Podcasts for Your Summer Vacation over on chrisnessy.com. Now, I'm not going to share the entire list, but I will share a couple of podcasts that I listen to that you should also listen to. Um, number one, the Google Teacher Tribe podcast from Matt Miller and Casey Bell of Ditch That Textbook and Shake Up Learning, respectively. Great podcast. I produce it, so I know it's good. They just published their 20th episode. They're taking the summer off, so you have plenty of time to catch up on all their googly insight, which is second to none in my opinion. Uh, number two is a great podcast that I enjoy, and I've talked about it here and on my own show before, and that is Dads and Ed. And that can be found at dadsanded.com. Great podcast, three fantastic educators who are in the classroom and also raising children and they're married and their podcast covers all those topics and everything in between. And the third that I will recommend here on this episode, and then you have to go into the show notes and head over to check out the rest is going to be Better Leaders, Better Schools. And that is by Daniel Bauer. And it is a world-class podcast created for you, potentially a current school administrator, an emerging leader, or somebody who wants to have more educational influence. And that can be found at betterleadersbetterschools.com. Check out Daniel Bauer's podcast. And that is my three podcasts out of 15 that I recommend that you check out this summer vacation. Chris, I read that post. That was a really good post. Some quality podcasts that I know I listen to and and new ones for me to check out, like Dads and Ed, which I know you say it's for everyone. I still haven't, I still haven't added that to my uh, subscriptions yet. And to be fair, they've also had a couple of female guests, so it's not just an all-boys club meeting. That helps. AJ, what are your plans for podcasts this summer? Uh, so my podcast list is rather large, and I like to kind of just find podcasts that interest me. So for me, this whole entire summer, besides reading books, um, when I do have some time, I'll be listening to some podcasts and I'm going to bounce around and find the podcasts that fit um, my interest level and what I'm doing going forward. So if I want to find a podcast about leadership, I'm going to listen to Dan Bauer. Um, if I want to find podcasts about personalized learning or student choice or student center classroom, I'm going to bounce around to what I have and see what stands out. So I'll be just moving around the little dial and finding the podcast that uh, I can sit back and prepare for 2017, 2018 with. Stacy's got a bit of a larger challenge ahead of her. <laughs> Stacy, tell them about your hashtag challenge for the summer. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I know, 
I feel like a broken record when I say this, but my badge icon, and it's the only one I allow to be on my phone for the most part, is um, at 775 for my Overcast app. And and the reason I tend to fall into these long jags and non-listening of podcasts is because I also listen to a lot of audiobooks and it's really hard to find balance. And, um, you know, that was part of what I shared in the last episode that I was trying to find balance between extensive podcast listening and constant um, book listening. And um, right now I'm in the middle of a really great book and I almost want to take a day off from work just so I can listen to it and finish it because it's so good. But um, I have 775 unlistened to episodes and some of them I'm very current on. And actually that I wish that Overcast showed you how many unlistened to episodes you had in each subscription. So like if I looked at, you know, Google Teacher Tribe, for example, I wish I knew exactly how many podcasts I, I had to listen to in that particular thread. I could do some type of snowball effect, like pick the smallest one and just kind of consume that and gobble it up and then move on to the next smallest one. That's how I eat my M&Ms too. Um, <laughs> Fun fact. And, I do. I totally pick up. I separate them. I color code them. And then I eat the little ones first. The lowest number. Anyway. Um, and then my goal is to go back and add some more educational podcasts on here. Once I, I clean out my list. Um, when I switched over from the Apple podcast app before it was called that, but before I switched from the Apple podcast app to overcast, I wrote down in my bullet journal, a lot of the, um, podcasts and where I was in listening. So like, I want to go back to listening to Gretchen Schultek and always a lesson. Um, I think her last name is Bridgers now. Like that's how long it's been. And, um, you know, I want to go back to listening to the wired educator and things like that, that I really let go. So kind of finding balance in personal and professional growth in my podcast list as well. And once again, I brought it back to my one word. So that is my goal. I think you'll be more than successful. I've got a long summer ahead of me and lots of trips to the shore. So last up on our list is personal growth, which is that other P in podcast PD. So our challenge here is where you can really get involved because this is completely individualized and personalized for you. So we're about to share something that we're going to be doing that's just for us. It has nothing to do with education. It is all about you as an individual. So we're challenging you to learn something completely outside of the scope of your current job, whether you're an administrator, classroom teacher, paraprofessional, it doesn't matter. Learn something outside of your paycheck. And I will start off and I can start by saying that last year on the House of Ed Tech in episode 65, I challenged my listeners, which you might be, to learn something new over the summer. And I would like to bring that challenge here to all of you for this summer. And I challenge you to harness the power of YouTube or a book or even a podcast to learn how to do something new. Again, something unrelated to education. For me, this summer, I want to completely change my lifestyle. I'm 36 years old and I weigh 270 pounds. When I graduated high school, I weighed a buck 80. So, in the last 20 years, I have grown increasingly unhappy with my weight and weight gain. I have two small children, love them to death. I don't want to be too unhealthy to be in their lives and be active. I want to make this public 
so I can be held accountable. I want your support over the next eight weeks, AJ, Stacy, and you who's listening, and I welcome your encouragement and support. Uh, my plan is to tweet and use Instagram to share this journey, so there will be lots of posts from my bike and pictures of healthier food choices, so I want to become a better person because, you know what, if my goal is to wear a Superman t-shirt to so many education events, I would like to also look the part. That's awesome. That is the first time I'm hearing that goal. A lot of times we have conversations about those types of things and I will totally support you in that. And my first question for you is what do you have a plan? Like, do you have an eating plan, an exercise plan, or are you going to start slowly and then build momentum? Yeah. How do you plan to progress? I want to jump into really changing my dietary habits uh, less late night snacking, more movement. Uh, and that's really going to start for me. I mean, I, I'm not a runner. I, I know you love to run. Caitlin loves to run, but I, that's just not my thing. But I, I don't mind putting on my backpack and taking my iPad and going for a walk and listening to podcasts and walk in the neighborhood. Uh, I want to get back to what I've done really a couple of years ago and really fell off, off the bike, so to speak. I want to get back on my bike and continue to wake up at five or five thirty and bike from my house here at the Jersey shore. And I want to bike to the ocean each day was, which is at about uh, maybe a mile, a mile and a half from my house and make that a round trip and, and, and put in those miles each day and, you know, drink more water. Uh, and again, make those better food choices during the day, you know, cut down on the hot dogs, hamburgers, and potato and macaroni salads. <laughs> um, you know, I, I've, I've struggled with for too long and you know what, it's time to, it's time to make it happen. I think you're taking the first step there to a healthier life. I think that's, that's what's going to get you started. So uh, I, uh, I support you and I'll help you in any way you, I can. I don't know if you're into the, the weights, but P90X is actually a great way to go. If you watch Game of Thrones, winter is coming. Well, so is a brand new Chris Nessie. That's awesome. And if you're looking for an eating plan, I highly recommend Whole30. This is a good way to detox and, and like, remove some of those cravings from your palate. So what do you guys want to do this summer? So it's not a self-help session for me. Um, I am going to be working on some creativity projects and Chris and AJ, I think we've talked about them. I'm going to keep it under wraps now and probably try to unveil it this fall or the end of the summer. Um, that includes creating a whole new website and I also want to work on my own website, um, you know, whether it's change my blog into a regular website or something like that. And that is going to probably involve some assistance from the Mr. Nessie, who is a wonderful website creator. Um, so I'll be going to you for some of that. And if you don't mind, Chris, I'm going to jump on your healthy habits bandwagon. I signed up for a race in February, signed up for a half marathon. So summer training for me is going to start on Saturday. And my goal is to streak from Saturday. I know, right? Is to streak from the first day of summer until the last day of summer um, and kind of not break the streak by running a mile a day at, at a minimum so that I can build my stamina, my endurance, and that I have a really good base. And I have um, some friends in 
in my town who I tend to see at local running events who have challenged me to sign up for the Trenton Half Marathon. Um, and I don't know, I'm still toying with that idea. I have until tomorrow to decide before prices go up yet again. So running 13.1 in the town where I went to college would be kind of cool. Very cool. And And I've done that one before. I I did that one for like three or four years, whether it be the the 10K or the half. Um, Last year was the first year that I didn't do it, but that's because they moved the date. They moved it from convention weekend to Halloween weekend, which didn't sit well with me. It interfered with your candy collection. It interfered with my like long break and my recovery. There you go. And AJ, what is your summer entail for personal growth outside of your paycheck? So for me, um, I'm going to kind of just find the extra time to just unwind. Uh, plain and simple. I'm going to spend time with my wife, spend time with my sons. I'm going to barbecue. I'm going to eat a lot of burgers. I'm going to have a lot of hot dogs. I'm going to have ice cream. Ices, and and I'm gonna enjoy that, and I'll be throwing in a little mix of the fitness as well as as I will be uh, playing uh, softball like an old man that I am, and I really hope to get out there and play a couple rounds of golf this summer as well. Last year I only went out and played a round, so I am looking forward to hopefully five rounds as a nice number for the summer. So I do enjoy golfing, and I do enjoy my family. So my summer, when I'm not reading those books, that's how I hope to spend it. And I'll be working too. So, I mean, there's a lot of things going on, but I'm going to find that time that I can unwind with golf and family. Gotta I just in- like that you're starting with the anti-Chris Nessie diet. It's the summer, man. My barbecue has been going since May. I love to barbecue. I love to be on the grill in the summer, even in the rain. So... Chris, I, I won't Instagram too many pictures of burgers and hot dogs and ice cream and ices, but uh, I, I can it's eat burgers and hot dogs. I just can't eat at the volume that I have grown accustomed to eating. And maybe it. it's get rid of the buns. So to enjoy the burger patty. So you can get rid of the buns, get rid of the buns instead of having three burgers and three hot dogs. Maybe have a burger and one a hot dog burger. One, That's triple. What you can do. Yeah. one triple burger with a one bun. <laughs> So less buns for Chris all around, everybody. Less buns for me. All right. So just to to quickly recap, if you did not listen to this all in one shot, uh, our five ways that we're going to be learning this summer that you can do as well is, again, number one, to reflect. Number two, attend a conference or educational event, grow by reading, and potentially join AJ on his 10 books in 10 weeks challenge. Listen to podcasts, of course, uh, and grow somehow in a more personal way. So there you go, our five things. Now, let's find out what we are learning. AJ, what are you learning or what have you learned recently? We spoke a little bit uh, a couple episodes ago about just kind of letting the mind go out there and focus on other things other than education. So what I'm learning, learning right now and enjoying this journey is that the Yankees are amazing. And that for me, they're about must-watch TV. And I love my Yankees and this is a young team. It's an exciting team and I'm going to enjoy my summer watching as they continue to grow and hopefully continue to rock out the AL East and win these games by big numbers. So 
I am learning more and more about my Yankees. So for me, what I've been learning is I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos about the Edison light bulb and DIY lamps and sconces. Now, you might be thinking, what's an Edison bulb? Well, if you've been to your local big box store, Home Depot or Lowe's, uh, and bought light bulbs recently, they have these old-timey looking bulbs, and they are fashioned to look like the old original Edison light bulbs in different shapes and sizes. The benefit is, if you buy an Edison light bulb in 2017, it's an LED, so it is energy efficient, cost effective. So in the not too distant future, I will be making some new lamps for my living room, as well as some wall sconces for the stairway in the house of EdTech here. Uh, And I also hope to add a retro looking or even a steampunk style lamp right here in the studio. So look for that also on Twitter and Instagram as I have time freed up to head down to the auxiliary house of EdTech and make stuff. I think that maker aspect is awesome. I really think that that you, uh, you got me on that stuff, man. I wish I could take the time and, and make things. I don't, I don't mess around with electric. I don't mess around with electric. I don't mess around with plumbing and you are ready to tackle those things. And that's fantastic. Maybe I'll make you guys eat your own little steampunk Edison lamps too. I have to Google what that is now. I'll include links in the show notes, but you can do your own research. They're really cool. They look awesome. And I know I can make something really cool. Very cool. But Stacy, don't avoid it. What have you learned lately? So what I'm learning um, is how to come out of my comfort zone. And I know I talk a lot about books on this podcast, which is kind of ironic. Um, but lately I've been fascinated with Stephen King, which is not necessarily a genre that I go for. Um, I remember in high school, in my ninth grade honors English class, we had to read The Eye of the Dragon and it said Stephen King. And I remember as a kid watching Pet Cemetery and Carrie and being completely frightened out of my mind and thinking there was no way that I was going to have a teacher who was going to tell me I had to read some type of horror, thriller, gory book. And Eye of the Dragon was nothing like that. And recently I read his memoir on writing, which was amazing. And um, through a conversation at work, one of my colleagues shared with me the the book um, 11-22-63. And so you too, tell me, book. what is that date? Uh, that was the date that What's Kennedy. Date? That was the date that Kennedy was assassinated. Yes. So this book is now a Hulu show, mm-hmm. a Hulu series, and um, it's fascinating. And you know, have you seen the series, Stacey? I haven't. No, because I, I I don't know if you know this, but I'm a firm believer of the book comes first, no matter what it is. So I always read first and then watch later. Okay. Um, and that's just, there are movies that I still haven't seen because I haven't read the books yet. Um, but the book is fascinating. And I have to say, I, you know, two months ago, I would have been like, no, thank you. Stephen King's just not my cup of tea. My husband reads Stephen King all the time. Um, and it's just not something I've ever really been interested in. He's recommended several to me that he thought I would like, but after, you know, listening to his memoir, listening to him read it, which was really fascinating too. It's like having a conversation over coffee with an author and him talking about his process and about his, you know, his, the legacy that he's leaving behind in print has been amazing. And this book has not disappointed. And I can't wait till I finish. And hopefully 
um, I'll be able to wrap it up and sum it up in our next episode. I've seen the series, so I think you'll obviously enjoy the book because you enjoy to read. Uh, and then once you get your hands on the series, I think you will enjoy it as well. Uh, I, I know from having seen it that there are some artistic liberties taken, you know, for the screen as opposed to what you read. But I, I think you will enjoy it. I, like I said, I'm super duper excited. Thrilled with your endorsement because I think you and I tend to lean towards the same type of um, TV shows and movies. And you're going to go see Wonder Woman soon, right? Yes. Uh, I will see it just shortly after this episode is released. No, I'll see, I will have seen it before this episode is released. When you're listening to this, I will have seen Wonder Woman. <laughs> it's so good. And then we could talk about it. So I'm excited. It was outstanding. Yes. So good. I might go back and just see it by myself without my family. <laughs> Speaking of outstanding and good things being said about stuff, we got some feedback, folks. So let's go ahead and share that. First up, we got uh, an old school email, which we do welcome. You can send it to feedback at podcastpd.com. So thank you to Kevin McElhinney, who is at Kevin McElhinney. On Twitter, I will include a link to that in the show notes. He's a high school science teacher from South Dakota, and he said this to us, quote, just want to say thank you to the three of you for providing me with yet another great podcast. I came across the show while looking at the Edu Podcast Network website. Working in a small district in rural South Dakota, it is hard to find a lot of quality PD. Your show feels real and authentic, and the recommendations you give me help me grow professionally. And here's something for you, AJ. That he says, yes, AJ, even personally. So having three young children and five different science subjects to plan for, uh, I don't have a lot of time for Twitter chats. Your podcast version gives me the chance to listen and learn while doing something else. So thank you again for this quality show. Oh, and that last line totally warms my heart. It gives you a chance to listen and learn while doing something else. That is exactly what I love about all things audio. Yeah, so, Kevin, thank you so cool. much for that feedback. That was uh, That really hit the spot. I smiled all day long when I read that. Kevin, thank you so much. And anytime you want to send us your thoughts, questions, or something you want us to maybe tackle, shoot us an email or hit us up on the Twitter. And our second piece of feedback came from Twitter. So thank you to Michelle Keach. She is at Keach Michelle on Twitter. Again, there'll be a link to her Twitter handle in the show notes. Make sure you follow Michelle. She's a personal finance teacher and techie from Illinois. And she said to us, quote, she is a new podcast listener and she loves the honesty of podcast PD. A lot of kind words out there. I mean, you guys are really uh, bringing the love and, and we appreciate it. You know, we, we do this for you guys and we we, uh, we have a good relationship together. And I'm glad that you guys can feel that through the airwaves or podcast waves or whatever waves are generated. The podverse. <laughs> <laughs> the pod verse. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, we're having a good time. And, and Michelle, we, we can't thank you enough for your kind words. And we hope that we are able to help you start to listen to other podcasts that exist. <clears throat> cough, cough, house of ed tech, cough, cough. But I, I like that they found us in different ways, you know, whether it be through the education podcast network or just Twitter. Um, I'm curious how people find us, but that's, it's really nice. And I like that both of them kind of touched on honesty and authenticity and, and keeping it real. 
which I think we do pretty well. You know what? How about since summer is starting, a little bit of homework for for you, our, our faithful listener. Let us know on Twitter, how did you find Podcast PD? Tweet us at Podcast PD and just let us know how you discovered the podcast. And we would appreciate to know how that happened. And now it's time to close out the show. So, hey, everybody. <laughs> hey Thank you for listening to Podcast PD. All the links and resources that we mentioned in this episode can be found on our show notes blog post at podcastpd.com slash 10. Hey, guys, 10 episodes. How about that? It's our double digits. Yes. It's double digits. Um, but it's not going to get bigger anytime soon because we are going to be taking a pseudo summer break from the podcast. We are planning to have new episodes for you beginning in September. Uh, we may check in over the summer, but we do not want Half to marathon. make Half any marathon. promises with 10 books in 10 weeks and training for a marathon and me not stuffing my face. Half, mar- Half marathon. I'm just trying to push. <laughs> and me not stuffing my face. Uh, we may not have the time to get together to record regularly, but I, I think we can come up with a couple of things between now and and September, but we just don't want to let you down if we don't. But you can definitely expect to hear from us again. In the meantime, make sure you connect with the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, on Twitter, we are at Podcast PD. On Instagram, it is the same. And you can join our budding and growing Facebook community at podcastpd.com slash Facebook. For this episode, as always, because I haven't changed, I am Chris Nessie at Mr. Nessie on Twitter. And just so you know, the House of Ed Tech does not take a break. So you'll continue to get an episode every two weeks from the House of Ed Tech. Just go to chrisnessy.com slash subscribe if you are not a subscriber already. AJ. You guys can find me over the summer on my Twitter and Instagram at AJ Bianco. Uh, you'll find some good things there as to what I'm doing both personally and with my 10 books, 10 weeks challenge. Remember the hashtag is the number 10 BKS 10 WKS. So I'm looking forward to that and please follow the blog and the vlog at ajbianco.me. Stacy, where are you? I can be found. I'm at iron tech on Instagram and Twitter, or you can check out my hopefully newly designed site, irontech.me and look for that other new site that I said I was going to create earlier in the episode, but um, keep pushing if it doesn't happen before August. No problem. I will push away because we're going to get you to make something. So with that, no doubt that is uh, episode 10 of podcast PD. Let's say, see ya and I'll hit the stop button. See ya. See ya. Have a good summer, everybody. Make love. Yes, no. <laughs> I don't know where the hey came from with me. The least you can do is go hey-o. <laughs> hey-o. <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> you say hey all the time. <laughs> I have never said hey Yeah, huh? Yeah, you have. Please, I would like to go through the recordings, and I would like to know the time I've said hey <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> all right.
So, gentlemen, I will be joining you. Wait, time out. I will hold on. I will find some way to clean that all up. Yeah, I'm sure once I say, "Stacy, where are you going?" You can come back in and and say it. Although the outtakes last time were hysterical. Hysterical, by the way. Yes, it was all about (laughs) making fun of me. So here we go again. Hey, (laughs) hey, all right. You have your list, 10 books. It's laminated, ready to go. So why don't we just, uh, why don't we get rid of that part, Chris? So it's not laminated so nobody else misunderstands the joke. People will understand and they will think that I'm an idiot. That's okay. No, it's okay. I'll just go back and I'll say it.